0: Hey family, Reverend Russ, uh, super excited to be back with you with another uh, Ministry Pivot. Uh, We are just thankful for uh, all of those who are watching all over uh, the DMV, big shout out, but of course all over uh, the US now and even a couple people watching uh, over in uh, Africa. Super uh, excited to have you all uh, join us. Don't forget to like, to comment, to subscribe. Uh, Don't forget to follow, don't forget to share. Uh, The only way, uh, one of the more effective ways for this podcast, for this lesson, Uh, for this uh, time to get out uh, to others is when you subscribe, but also uh, when you comment and when you rate uh, and of course, when you share. So please go ahead and do that. If you're watching this right now, just go ahead and hit that little rate button. Uh, If you're watching this right now or listening right now, go ahead and hit hit, hit the little subscribe button, uh, put in a comment uh, and just say helpful or just say uh, made me think Uh, those things help uh, for uh, this podcast again to move up so others can be made aware of it. And if you want to share it, please share it uh, with those in your circle that they may be aware of it i am super aware of it rather i am super excited uh for this our last ministry pivot of 2021 uh super excited for all of the pivots so far i'll link a couple of them in this uh uh, intro well inside this pivot but super excited i have none other than Bishop uh, Walter Scott Thomas uh, with me, the senior pastor of the New Psalmist Baptist Church. Uh, B- Bishop Thomas is not only the senior pastor, uh, he is also a-, a leader of pastors. He is also a, a-, a-, a innovative thought leader. Uh, he is a mentor. He is a executive coach. Uh, he is, of course, a husband. He is, of course, uh, a father. He is so much more. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation between uh, Bishop Thomas and I as we round out. He allowed me in uh, to the beautiful church Church of New Psalmist a Baptist Church there in Baltimore, uh, Maryland, and he allowed me in to come in with uh, my team. Uh, big shout out to Edge Media. They help us uh, with all of our uh, video needs and, and w- when we're on site, uh, but he, ha- he he allowed us to come in. Uh, he allowed us to-, to speak and talk through New Psalmist ha- ha- has been back in person uh, for a while. I'm not going to talk through a whole lot of that. Really want you uh, to look forward to seeing that in a couple moments. Don't forget uh, to go on uh, to ministrypivot.com uh, so that you can subscribe. Don't forget about our articles up there recently. I uh, put an article out uh, talking about what uh, does it mean for us to have guests in the church? And I would even uh, talk to you, uh, if, you if you're if you an entrepreneur or not a uh, church leader, but you're a business leader. What does it mean for you to have new people to come in? What does it mean for you to have new customers? How are you engaging your guests? How are you engaging uh, those people there? So that article is out. Also, uh, don't forget about the five minute pivots. And I am uh, super excited uh, to say that in 2021, Uh, I'll be starting uh, what is going to be called uh, the Pivot University. Can't wait uh, to share about more of that. Can't wait to share about what God has laid on my heart to share with you all uh, with the Pivot University that uh, we can all grow knowing that this is our season indeed of opportunity. So don't forget uh, to check out Ministry Pivot uh, for all of those uh, things. Don't forget to follow online. Of course, you can follow me at Rev Russ or you can follow Ministry Pivot at uh, Ministry Pivot on Instagram and also anywhere else uh, online. And uh, super don't forget we released, uh, I say we because uh, the last pivot that you saw uh, was with myself and uh, my my brother and my friend, uh, Pastor Gerard uh, Gunner. He is a a super uh, pastor, super leader uh, out there in Memphis, uh, Tennessee. And he released a new book called Riot Starter. Uh, And I had the privilege of working with Gerard on this book. Many of you know that youth ministry is definitely uh, in my uh, background. And I had the opportunity to work with Gerard through this book. And I am so uh, excited about what this book is doing. I'm so excited about how many of you have, have, have already gotten this book uh, called Riot Starter. Again, uh, it's called Riot Starter because we're encouraging, he's encouraging uh, students to start a righteous riot, really uh, st- encouraging students to stand up for the culture, uh, to stand up for the culture and against the culture, but represent Christ's culture. Really, it's a righteous um, riot, and I can't wait for you to grab it. Information for you to grab it will be in the show notes. It's also here uh, on the screen now, but make sure that, 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 that you, you grab that book uh, as well, and there's also a a small group guide uh, with it. Okay, that's enough of the other stuff. I'm super excited about my conversation uh, with Bishop Thomas uh, at New Psalmist. Come on, uh, let's watch. Welcome Ministry Pivot. This is Reverend Russ. I am super excited to uh, have you join us, whether you are watching, whether you're listening. Uh, I'm in New Psalmist Baptist Church uh, with Bishop Walter Scott Thomas, uh, and I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you, Bishop, uh, for saying yes.
1: Thank you, Russ, for inviting
0: me. I appreciate you being a part. Now, I'm going to say this from the onset for those who are watching, those who are listening. Uh, this is not going to be a full list of answers, um, but what this is going to be is super insight. If you know anything about Bishop Thomas, uh, you know uh, the leader he is, you know the man of God he is, you know uh, the pioneer he is, uh, and he's pioneered in the past couple months uh, because he and New Psalmist have opened up uh, for four months, you said, Bishop, uh, and so I I wanted to have Bishop on. he said yes, took time from his busy schedule uh, to allow us in the beautiful sanctuary of New Psalmist uh, to have a conversation about just some insights and some thoughts since he has opened up uh, New Psalmist in the midst of uh, this pandemic. But Bishop, before we jump to that, I want to ask just just, just to level set. If somebody doesn't know uh, who you are, I don't know where they've been, but if they don't know uh, who you are, can you just level set a little while? How long have you been pastor of New Mm -hmm. Psalmist Baptist Church?
1: Russell, it seems strange you asked that question, because I was thinking about that today and how long it's been. <laughs> I came to New Psalms in 1975.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: okay. You weren't even born. I was not. I was not. We, had, we had 200 <laughs> members living and dead. Wow. Uh, sometimes the living came to church, sometimes the dead came. <laughs> we moved, uh, we've been, since I've been pastor of the church, we've been in four locations. Okay. Each location represents a new church. Wow. A new church dynamic, a new church mission, yeah. um, and a new church awareness. Okay. Um, this is my, like I said, my 46th year pastoring New Psalmist and my wow. 71st year of being alive.
0: Wow, wow, praise God. That is yeah, that, that, that is just ridiculously awesome. Um, and I, I salute you. You know, Bishop, um, I, I appreciate you as a extended uh, mentor. I watch you and talk with you. I appreciate you answering my text, text messages. Uh, so I, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to ask you, though. So you've been pastor now for over four decades. Uh, and uh, have you ever seen uh, a moment for the church like we're in right now? And uh, for those who are watching, listening, whether you're watching now, uh, when this is released, or you're watching later on, we are uh, still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, but we are uh, edging, hopefully, toward what looks like it may be the end. Um, but uh, it's been a lot. But so have you ever seen anything like this? In
1: 1985, we started dealing with, we heard a phrase, um, children having children. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. People yeah. say children are yeah. having children. Yes. And I thought to myself, I've never seen an era like this. Nobody's ever seen an era like that. I was 35. Yes. I was young. Yes. And I'm saying, it, we've never seen anything like this. Um, when I was in college, people were marching off to Vietnam. Wow. And our friends didn't come back. And some came back in body, but not in spirit. Yes. Never seen nothing like that. Um, when Ronald Reagan was elected president, uh, when the first dot-com bubble burst, wow. and the day traders like they had heart failure, yeah. never seen nothing like this. When Katrina hit, yeah. never seen nothing like this. When um, the recession hit, never seen nothing like this. Wow, This is one in a long stream of never seen nothing like this wow. life is nothing but never seeing nothing like this that's what yeah. life is yeah. yeah it's a continuation of the unexplored yeah it's a an encounter with what you have never seen but what you have been prepared to face yeah it's just recognizing that whatever is seems impossible yeah. is what you were trained for in the last problem yeah no. and in the last set of situations I can say clearly, I've never seen nothing like this. But it joins the list wow. of what I've never seen anything like. Yeah. Um, four years ago, when we had an election, yeah, I had never, Lord knows, seen anything yeah. like that. Yes. And four years later, people refusing to take a vaccine—I've never seen anything like that. Wow ministry is about the unexpected. Yes. They had never seen anything like Jesus when he came on the scene. That's good. And they'd never seen anything like Jesus when he was on the cross. That's good. And they'd never seen anything like Jesus when he got up. Yeah. And they'd never seen anything like the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We can match trouble with unbelievable experiences from God. I ain't never seen nothing like this, never in my born (laughs) days did I expect to be at this age and stage experiencing this. Wow. But it fits. If you see life as a movement from, and we sing it, from earth to bright glory, why would we think that life is a bell curve Hmm. to get to some height of situation and then start a gradual day mount to the end? No. Life is a journey from earth to bright glory, yes. ascending through the variety of inexplicable experiences that's great. that define or defy what we, what we expect and push yes. what we know. Yes, no, that's great. I, I,
0: and so, Bishop, every time, every time, I told you, every time. Uh, so there will be show notes, uh, so we'll put some of this, uh, because I, I, I think uh, the never seen uh, anything like this, that, that, that's going to be his whole thing, Bishop. I don't know where, that, I, I don't where know that's... Where that's going, but it's I, going I, somewhere. I, yeah, it's going somewhere. I don't, I don't know where. But, so that, so, but I think that context is helpful, um, because I wasn't brought up in church. I thank God. Shout out uh, to my pastor, Pastor Watley, Kingdom Fellowship. Uh, we thank God for them. Um, and I've learned a lot in ministry. Um, but this is one of the first since I've been in ministry that I've seen. But you're right. It matches a list.
1: Think about your, your experience, Russ. You remember when crack exploded. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember the decimation of our communities. Yes. You're old enough to remember that the communities did exist. Yes. And you watched them decay. Yes. How does that compare to this? Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, right. when you think about it, it's just one more. It's just one more. Ain't never. Yeah. Which is,
0: which is, which is, which is super uh, exciting to know that the same God oh. um, is able to do it through. And I, I know people who are
1: watching and listening now know that. But to put it in context. We I have to put that things that, in perspective. Yes. God is not a one-hit wonder. Good. You know, you have to put the experiences you have in perspective and realize this ain't your first rodeo. Yes. This ain't your first dance with disappointment and trouble, yeah. Yeah. and this ain't the first time you had to stand up in quicksand. Yes, yes. And the same God that stood you up before and showed you yes. that you could not only stand up in it, yes. but you could get out of it—that's good. Yeah, is still the God of right now. Yeah. yeah. Stuff changes, but He's immutable. That's good. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the moment that begins to concretize in our our minds and spirits, we do what Terry McMillan says. We exhale. Hmm. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Before that, you're holding your breath, waiting for the next shoe to fall. Yeah. But once that happens, once you realize the same God of yesterday, birth me, to be alive right now, to handle this, which I have no explanation for and no sense of guidance for. I'm Moses saying, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And God is saying, what's in your hand? That's good. That's good. Just use it. Yeah. Yeah. Just use it. You you have had enough experience with me to know that whatever you use is going to have some place in this problem.
0: No, that's good. That's good, and I think I think that's the value of having a strong and several of the pastors and leaders who are watching are strong spiritual leaders. Having that. Person in that room. We, we did a, a study recently with Barner um, and Barner listed, um, and I, I'll put this in the show notes, Barner listed that uh, to this day, uh, the most important, the most, um, uh, I guess, uh, sought after person in the, in the community is still the black pastor because we sit, you all sit, I'm not a pastor, you all sit in the space of authority. But now I'm a, I'm a pivot. I'm asking a question here. So take us in to the staff room um, when you uh, clearly heard that, hey, it's still going on, but we but we have to get back into worship. And take us in, into the boardroom when you when you talk to the staff, and then when you spoke to the New Psalmist family. How large is the family here, New Psalmist? How, how large congregation?
1: We've got about. We, well, I would say we have seven thousand active members. Active members. Okay. We don't keep the active. I'm, I'm with you. We have seven thousand active. You know, God gives us great ability to to compartmentalize so that we can think. Yeah. You know, if, if, if life rushes in on you like a, like a mighty rushing wind, it'll blow you up against a wall and knock you out. Yes. So sometimes you have to let God organize your thinking. Okay. We close the doors to this building for one reason. Yeah. One reason only, the doctors asked us to. Hmm. Okay. The doctors at University of Maryland Medical Systems called a meeting, to which I attended. And they said, "We need y'all to shut the churches." Wow. I said, "What? We need you to shut the churches?" So I asked the question. I said, "For how long?" <laughs> or when first I asked, "Do you mean churches around your hospitals?" They said, "Oh no, 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 every church in America." Wow. Wow. So I said, well, let me ask the question that's on everyone's minds. For how long? A week, two weeks, what? Dr. David Markozy, who has become my friend through this experience, okay. commandant for fighting the virus at University of Maryland Hospital at that time when they had maybe five cases in Maryland. Wow. He said, oh, oh maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months maybe four months, Wow! and then he dropped this line, maybe indefinitely. Jesus, yeah. I sank into the chair, the blood rushed down. I couldn't imagine that room. And he was talking, and everything was arbitrary. They had no data to work with. You know, this was a coronavirus, a new, a novel coronavirus. A, nov, a new coronavirus that was on the scene that had never been studied. So they didn't know what its impact would be or anything. Yeah. He, and they were saying you could have gatherings of 250 people, but somebody said, well, what's about, they said, that's just arbitrary number. <laughs> so we're like, well, and my math background was, was said to me, you can't go on arbitrary numbers. Yes. Yeah. So I rode home that day and I called my officers when I got home and I said, I don't think we can open. Wow. And it was my anniversary. Yes, I remember. That was my anniversary Sunday. And we shut down on my anniversary Sunday because the doctor wow. said, it is not safe. Wow. It is not safe. And then we started hearing about these outbreaks in churches and everywhere mm-hmm. But we were sheltered. Yeah. So we didn't have that to worry about. I knew it was time to open. I was talking to one of my discipleship guys, and um, he said to me, it's May, it's, the date is like May 14th or... 13th something like that i'm out walking and talking on the phone yeah and he said pastor you heard that the governor came on and said um, he's lifting the state of emergency
2: hmm.
1: okay i said what <laughs> what'd you say he's lifting the state of emergency i said listen i gotta call you back i called around and checked i called all the pastors i knew in our yeah. circle yes Yeah. called your pastor here and not it. nobody yes. heard
2: it yes yes, yes.
1: Nobody even felt like it was necessary to make us aware this was yeah, coming. Yeah. So I called wow. my doctors and they said, I called Dr. David, David Marcosi, and David said, yes, pastor, you can open now. Wow. He said, but you have to open with precautions. So we went over what those precautions were. What gave me confidence to open yes. was the reason I closed. Doctors. I remember one person said to me, he yeah. said, well, where's your faith? You know, why don't you stay, where's your faith? I said, my faith is where it was before I said this. <laughs> I said, do you realize how much faith it takes to close?
2: Yeah.
1: For me, it wouldn't take any faith to stay open. Yeah. But it takes a ton of faith to close. Yes. The doctor said you could open if we wear masks, if we do this, if we do that, if we social distance. He said, we're now at a level. This is in May. Wow. So we immediately started working to open in July, why? Well, he said you could open in May. Yeah. It took God six days to build the world, seven days to
2: <laughs>
1: to create the world. Six days and seven day he rested. Yes. He wiped He wiped out Babylon in snap of a finger. Yes. It don't take long to shut nothing down. <laughs> it takes a while to open it back up. yeah we had systems that hadn't been started. We had systems that when we started, we found it didn't work. Yes. So it was going to take us that long to retrain the body to walk. Wow. That's, that's, the, wow. Okay. So I called them the meeting and I told them, I said, uh, the doctors say we can open. Okay. Well, what about Sunday? I said, listen, we shut because the doctor said it's not safe to be open. Yes. We open because the doctor said it. Is. Well, is everybody coming back? Those who are ready to come back who wanna come back will come back. Yeah. The others, we will still be providing worship for them. Yeah. And they will still be worshiping with us. Yeah. We'll still be worshiping. Yeah. But we now have the opportunity to also worship in person. That's good. Yeah. And so we started then. I, I, and the staff was nervous. Yeah. yeah. They were they were antsy. Everybody was antsy because, like I say, this is a novel virus. Yes. We're in maybe the third or fourth surge, mm-hmm. but nobody knows what, if there's a fifth or sixth. Yes. Every time we think it's over, it's coming back because we opened. Yes. And then after we opened, here comes another mm-hmm. surge. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, now, so I, there's a couple things that I, I want to just make
0: sure we, we tease out. The first thing is the, the, the hesitation from some of the staff and from some of those who are members and parishioners, how did you navigate balance
1: that? Asking as many questions as I could okay. to find out what people's questions were okay. so that I could answer those questions in my presentations. That's good. That's See, good. a lot of times we think we know the answers to stuff. And so we get up and we give presentations, but you don't know the questions. Yeah. Yeah. that's good. So seek to find out what people are questioning. Find out those answers. Yeah. People said they would come to church if we showed that we had taken into account certain things. Mm -hmm. We got 4,000 seats here. Yes. The first Sunday we opened, I was a little nervous because we had a large number of people, larger than what I would have either anticipated or whatever. So we cut it down. Okay. We now average about, oh, I'd say six to seven hundred people in worship. Okay. But we got 4,000 seats in the sanctuary. Yes. And I can socially distance. We sit maybe three seats apart. Okay. Okay. Um, A family can sit together. Then there are three seats. Then somebody else. We space them all out in the building, up in the balcony, in areas I haven't seen people in. (laughs) And before I was preaching to an empty building. Yeah. So I'm glad with whoever's here. (laughs) Exactly. These are they who choose to come whose yes. questions were answered that's good whose, whose sense that we were making things safe yeah uh, we put we wear masks. all of that mm-hmm. as you can see take a look Russ if I'm up here I'm a long Super way far, yeah, from, from the first person yes yeah ain't nobody up in that area so I'm yes. a good distance away yes. I preach from up here yes Good. I understand the boundaries necessary yeah. for this environment. Yeah. Some people will say, well, we're going to do this anyhow. Well, understand the boundaries. Yeah. Because every message you send in the moment, yeah. you send a message to the future.
0: Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let me, let me, let me ask you this question. Um, uh, tying in with uh, opening and tying in, it sounds like you made a, a pivot um, on uh, the, this capacity.
1: Oh, right? yeah. Uh,
0: and so you shifted. Um, are, are there any, because some people who are watching now, who are listening now, um, some have opened already. Some are thinking about opening. They haven't opened just yet. Um, how do they need to prepare? We, we talked about, you, you talked with your teams, but what, if, if you had to give one or two things that they must do, you talked about a survey, so I'm sure that that's in there, but one or two things that they must do, and I would even say, and again, I could be wrong, help me with this, if I'm wrong, Bishop, that even if they've started, some things that they can do now oh, to yeah. enhance and make sure it's right. So what I wanted to One things? is,
1: well, the last thing I said, because I don't want to forget it, whatever you do in the moment, understand you send a message to the future. That's good, okay. If, for example, you, you bring people into your facility yep. and you um, have a large crowd, yeah. It may look good and it may feel good and you may enjoy it. They'll shout fall out and whatever or have good service. Yeah. And you'll stand there and, e- and evaluate and say, this is really good. People are coming back. Yeah. But you're sending a message to the future also, mm. to everyone who's home watching because yeah. they're not ready to come back. Yeah. And, say, and that's saying to them, oh, it's not time to come back. Wow. They are not socially distanced. Yeah. They are not wearing masks. I mean, i on the mic say, everybody just touch your face like this. Now, while your hand is there, make sure put you put it up and pull that mask up over your nose. <laughs> yeah, you know, Because flies. then you're sending a message yeah, to the future that's service. Good. Uh, they, they, are, they are taking precautions. They are doing this. What, what pe- while you're looking here, there's another whole crowd watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on yep. your stream. Yep. That's making decisions about what they're going to do next week. That's
2: good. That's good. And
1: they're making it based on how you're handling this week. That's good. So what's exciting you about this week may be setting, turning them off about next week. That's so good, Bishop. And that's one thing people have to definitely keep in mind. What you do in the present sends a message to the future. That's good.
2: That's good.
1: Second thing is you have to make your people a part of the process. Okay. Both in querying them to find out um, what their concerns are. Yeah. Not whether you're going to open or not open. That that's that's not the issue. One day you're going to open. Yeah. But what would make them feel comfortable? That's good. You know what are they what are they looking for? Yeah. Um. Are they vaccinated? Yes. Uh, we. W- what kind of requirements? Yes. Are you going to be putting in place and being willing to say them? Yes. Good. Yeah. Like with staff, you know, we hear a lot of people talking about now. Uh, what? how do you handle your staff? But staff wants to know that. Yep, yep. They yeah. want to know, yeah. what, am I going to be safe? Yep, yep. Everybody wants to be safe. Um, and so, so we survey, you, you think about the future, and then letting people become a part of the process. Okay. Don't make it all top down. Okay, okay. Let it be also bottom up. Yes, yeah. Let it be bottom-up. Don't, don't just go to the same um, usual doors. Yeah. Find some new doors to open with new people yeah. and give people an opportunity. Yeah. There are many people who want to serve and want to be involved now, but they, they need an opportunity. And one way to give them the opportunity is change the nomenclature, hmm. change vocabulary. Yeah. People know the old vocabulary. Yeah. Your members know the old vocabulary yeah. and new members, people who've, who've become attached to the church during this, don't know any vocabulary. Yeah. So create a vocabulary that brings in the largest group. If you say we're opening back up and the ushers are, the, um, the deacons are, well, uh-huh. most of the members know that doesn't include them. Yeah. But if you talk about new groups. That's good. That are going to be doing stuff. That's good. And you want people to sign up for it and be a part of. This is brand new. Yeah. Oh, then people sign up. That's good. That's. They'll get involved. Yeah. We have we have an opportunity in opening, to be a church we've not been. That's great. That's great. I think I think so. The
0: the opportunity to be a church you haven't been. That 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 that's great. And I'm gonna I want to ask you um, about the online experience and the in-person experience. Um a, a, a while back uh you did a, a pivot with me and I appreciated it it was you it was my pastor, uh it was Dr. Nicole Martin. Uh, I I'll tag that in the show notes. Uh but during that pivot you you outlined a phrase um f- uh, fidgetal that I had I hadn't heard before. Now I don't know if it's yours, but I gave you credit for it. I <laughs> wrote an article. Well you know uh, about everybody it. gets credit uh, yeah. the third time they exactly, say it. Exactly. So I, I wrote an article about it. I'm gonna put that in the show notes. But I, I, I want you to talk a little bit about how your fidgetal, your hybrid experience is now, because you said something that there are people who are watching, who are planning and thinking, which also means, I know a lot of the churches, a lot of churches, I actually talked to church this week, unfortunately, uh, they're a smaller church, um, but they still aren't on Facebook. They're still doing uh, Zoom through, 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 through audio. They're not even doing a Zoom video. Um, and so I offered to help them and just talk them through some stuff because I just feel like you, you have to, But but let me the question is, help us understand how you all are approaching the fidgetal experience
1: now. OK, first of all, let me add this tidbit. God created a moment in history for the church to be the church that he wants it to be. Yes. And enabled it to do it on the cheap. <laughs> you can do Facebook live with a, a cell phone. That's right. Yeah. Um, everybody's playing on level playing field. That's good. We can upgrade it with different equipment and whatever. Yeah. But we all start from the same base thing. Yeah. A camera connected to the Internet. That's good. And anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, Reverend Joe Blow with one member can do that. <laughs> yeah. the, the key thing on digital is to understand that in this era, God has redefined the church's involvement in the world. That's good. Before 2020, March of 2020, the church invited folk to see what we do. That amazed me when when Barack Obama ran (laughs) for office and uh, half of America did not know what went on in black churches. Yes. Now we have YouTube with tons of black churches on there, Facebook Live and whatever. And that's what most of us did with our YouTube and our streaming services that we lauded and talked, I'm on streaming, I'm on this, I'm yes. on that, we stream every Sunday. Yes. We invite people to watch us. You know? <laughs> come see what we're doing, come see, come see our service. And we treated them as if they were in the spectator gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, we we asked for an offering from them, but it reminded me of being in New York and watching the Europeans come and sit in the balconies of black churches. Uh, That's what our streaming service was. Well, then in March of last year, God closed what they came to see. That's good. And the buses stopped coming by way of Internet. Mm -hmm. And nobody walked up to the balconies of our churches with their coffee cup. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we realized we needed to ask them, could we come into their homes? Wow. That's good. Yeah. Can we come in your home? We think we have something you would be blessed by. And we went to great lengths. Walter Jr. helped me understand this, yes. to preach directly yes. into the camera.
2: Because
1: yes. he told me when I had some people in the building, he said, no, when I moved back into the building from preaching at home, he said, I liked you better when you were home. Wow. Is your focus on the... Yeah. I said, why you yeah. say that? He said, because yeah. it was like you were talking to me. That's good. He said, but when you got back in the building and there was nobody here, <laughs> you were looking around like there were people in the building. And I knew it wasn't nobody there. <laughs> but I knew that you were more interested in them.
0: Wow.
1: Or giving the impression they were there wow. than paying attention to me. That's good. That's good. So That's good. during the COVID experience, we've been forced. Yeah. To look into the camera yeah. because we're inviting people. Yeah. Or whether we're asking them, can I be invited into your home, into your time? Yeah. Because you got a million other things. You, you can go to regular TV. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And get off of YouTube. Yeah. Because I watch YouTube on regular TV. Yeah. You can click over the cable. Yeah. Or you can watch me. Yeah. I'm asking you yeah. to watch me. Yeah. I'm trying to create something that I think you'll want to see this Mm -hmm. in your standard programming. That's Now we're back open. Yeah. And we are Uh many churches are going back to come watch me. Y'all go back up in the balcony. Sit down. Yeah. Some pastors are forgetting about who they got in front of them Uh and preaching to the folk out there because they see they believe they got greater response. Yeah. Yes. From them out there. Yes. And it's more of them now yes. than are in these floors. Yes. The key is to preach to both, to really now have your fidgetal congregation. Wow. That's both physical. Yeah. And digital. Yeah. That you're preaching out there. You're you're inviting folk. Yes to Experience you who are sitting right here in front of you, you're, you're ministering to them. But then, those who are in the digital world, yes, you're saying, I got something. Mm-hmm. You're no longer saying, Come see me burn,
2: <laughs> you're
1: saying, I want to bring something to you. Open the door and receive it. That's great. That's what digital means That's now. Great. That's great. That's Most great. Most of us take it to mean, That's I took talking to mean we have these two totally unique, different experiences. No, we're one church. Okay, okay. We're one church that is physical. Yes, yeah. That meets, like some pastors and some churches will have their digital service yeah. and their live service, Yeah. and there the twain shall meet. Yeah, yeah. We do one service. Yeah, yeah. Live. Yeah. With an emphasis, one of my officers said to me, said, Pastor, when you open the door to church, you sound like you're talking to the people in the building and you do the, why don't you pray for everybody hmm. Yeah. to get salvation? Just have yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I said, that's a good idea. Let me start yeah. that now. Yeah. No, that's good. Because now I'm not trying to let you watch people get saved. Yes. I'm inviting everybody. We do things where we say, let's greet each other, the digital and the, the, the virtual, the virtual and the physical. Let's, let's greet each other. Yeah. Those kind of things. That's good. No, that's good. And I think, I think that,
0: that is super helpful, too, because even I heard you say, uh, y'all got to listen, uh, that, that, that you, even as you're going, you're taking input from others. Oh, God, right? yes. And, and you're receiving the input and figuring out now everything may not fit, but there's, but you opened up the line of communication. Oh, yeah. And Remember, so I want to yes. point that out because I think, oh. I
1: think that's key. This is an experience. Yes. And it's not one that I am governing. That's good. It is one I'm going with. That's
2: good. That's great. You know, I
1: got members who Texas and say, Pastor, they need to pull in my mask up. <laughs> or that we need a little more social distancing. Because yeah. the present. Yeah is determining the future. What you do in the moment determines the future. That's good. And speaking to the future. Yeah. So they're watching. They say, I ain't coming next Sunday if they're going to be sitting that close. Like that, yeah. That's good, that's good,
0: that's good. So I'm going I'm, to I'm round out. I got two more questions that I want to get. Yeah. I, but,
1: but, but, I, I,
0: but not on this list, But of what you just said. Um, help, what, what has been the impact of people being out of the building um, for over a year, now they're in the building, right, but they've started new habits? How have you how has new psalmist made an approach to try to help people understand that? I get it that you've done everything else on Sunday, but now there's not. And and that everybody can't get in. Right. So it's two different things. Like I want you to come in, but we got precautions. So everybody cannot come in. uh, But they have some habits. How, 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 How are you all balancing
1: that? You know, I live in the land of metaphors. Okay. so let me share with you. Have you ever had a doctor's visit after a holiday? Mm-hmm. What, do, what does the doctor normally say? Mm-hmm. Whatever the holiday is, how was it? And does he say this, um, Russ, you picked up some pounds. Oh, yeah, if it's one of them.
0: Yeah, you picked <laughs> up some pounds. Um,
1: <laughs> you, you, and you say, well, it was the holiday. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We have to be prepared for that. That is not to be unexpected. That's good. It is unexpected. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. That's good. People have changed their way of living, their, their way of, for want of a better word, hand coping and handling this experience. Yes. And so they picked up behaviors and habits that are consistent with what they've been through. Yes. As they begin to come out of what they've been through, yes. they will drop some of those. Okay. And some of those they will need help dropping.
2: Okay.
1: Um, bears don't eat in hibernation. Okay. They stop that when they come out. <laughs> they start eating. Yeah. Um, persons who've been locked in the house, there are things they haven't done that they will restart once they can get out of the house okay. and get it in their mind that they're out of the house.
2: Yeah.
1: Our first job is to help people handle the transition. That's good. Not to do all the correcting. Yes. Um, don't correct the limp of the man the, who walks who hasn't walked down the steps yet. You know, you're trying to get him to not limp and he landed in the bed. (laughs) Get him walking first, then show him that he can get rid of the limp. For me, it's not about trying to help people uh, realize all the bad behavior, staying home and maybe I should be in church. Some people ain't never coming back. Okay, okay. You accept that fact. Yes. You know, some people after Christmas will eat and they'll eat till next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you accept that fact. They may have a wake up moment, mm. but you're not going to give it to them. Okay. They will have a wake up moment when they go to the doctor and the doctor says, your weight increase has increased your blood pressure and has caused your diabetes to be out of whack. Wow. And they will say, oh. Yeah. There'll be a moment when they will realize, I need to make some changes. That's good and the authentic will always call them back. That's good, that's good. Sometimes we try to rope people back with the authentic. Yeah. It makes a call yeah. and they will come. That's good, that's good. I, and what, what I'm
0: hearing you saying, and I think it's, it, it, all of it is priceless, but the, the, it, if we consistently do church well, and oh, yeah. we minister well, it's going to be more appealing than what else they've picked up. Oh, yeah. Because what they picked up is not the gospel. What they picked up is not, and it's not this level, because I don't want to discredit the quality ministry that we've done online, but there's something different when it comes to our church
1: about being in the room. There comes a moment where you need people. Yeah. You know, there comes a moment where, and see, here's the other part of it. We've done church. Yeah. Question is, have we created church? Wow. Okay. Um that's key. Yeah. That that that's key to to this. Bring people will be coming back. Yes. Some will not, but the authentic will always call them in. Yeah. You know, we we look at that passage of Isaiah in the year King Isaiah died, I saw the mm. Lord also yes. high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Yes. And we read it as if when Isaiah, because Isaiah some say was Isaiah's histographer. Okay. He was the one taking notes for he wasn't Prophet Isaiah. Okay. He's the one taking notes. We read that passage thinking about Prophet Isaiah, but it wasn't no prophet. He was working for the man. He had okay. a job 40 hours a week in the chair. <laughs> Isaiah moved out on the ash heap. He lost his job. Wow. Yeah. And he went into the temple and saw the Lord high and lift up. Do we think he went there initially? Hmm. hmm. This is a young adult who Lost his job. You think first place he went was the church? (laughs) No. He went everywhere else. The problem was nothing fixed it. Mm -mm. Nothing fixed it for him. Wow. Until he went to the place he had always gone.
2: That's good.
1: Because he was a Jew. So he had always gone to the temple. Yeah. But he had never gone to the temple with a need like he had that day. That's good. And when he went to the temple with the need, the temple in its authenticity... Let him see the Lord high and lift it up. Wow. People will try everything else. Yeah. But it won't meet what they need. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll stumble in here one time. Yeah. And it will. Wow. No, that's good. That's how we got here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So let me, let me ask this question. You, you, you are not only the pastor of New Psalmist, but you also um, are a leader of other pastors. Um, and so you have conversations with several pastors you have teaching and trainings with several pastors and so my assumption is during this time of season you've been sharing with them and these churches are on they, they, they don't all have four thousand seats uh, in the sanctuary uh... they are on varying uh... sizes and I, I wanted to ask this question from your perspective hearing and talking with them what do you think are some things that pastors of churches as small as 50 people as large as 5000 people uh, what what are some pivots what are some things that they need to be aware of as they go back into in-person worship or as they are already in in-person worship and a way to make that the word you used was an experience
1: one thing is we have to reimagine church okay we cannot go into the future in the groups and for example with Kingdom Association of Covenant Pastors yes. I did a, every quarter yeah I did a workshop with them okay the last one was on um liminal
0: space okay I, I'm, with, I'm gonna I'm gonna link that in the in the show notes I know somebody tried to get that but Bishop Leeds past I'm gonna link that link in there and they can contact well we you did this thing on
1: it. liminal space how how to prepare to cross these thresholds okay into the unexpected okay and into the um and you have to reimagine it. Wow. You have to reimagine church. God's given us an opportunity to be wrong and not have anybody tell you you are wrong. That's good. You know, to try something and not to have somebody say, that ain't going to work because we did that. Yeah. You, you ain't done none of this before. <laughs> we ain't done none of this before. Yeah. Yes. So we have opportunities that are unbelievable. So every church, large or small, should reimagine who they are That's good. and what they're called to do and why they exist. That's good. That's good. Um, reimagining. The, the next most important thing going forward as, as we start to peek up out the cave is to understand in some ways we were built for the life we had. Hmm. We exercised and trained for it. Hmm. We haven't trained for the life we have. Help us. Speak, speak to that. Um, if you played basketball in high school, Mm -hmm. you trained for basketball yeah you did uh, certain drills and whatever dunks and this that and other passings I know but now you're playing football (laughs) and the training you had for basketball doesn't work for football that's great the training we had prior to 2020 yes was for a world like this our communication about what we were going to do online was never really but so much. Yes. You know, I mean, we, we were out there as a presence, and it gave us a sense of exalted status. Yes. But insofar as consuming mission yes. and understanding the pain and anguish that might be out there, it, it, did, not, it did not drive the bus. Yes. It didn't drive the bus. Most pastors didn't even know how many people were watching and where they were watching from. True. Many did not even put effort yes. into that. Yes. But now, oh my God, now. We, we have an, a responsibility yes. to look at new ways of doing things and evaluating things different and seeing for a whole year, the only congregation we had was one that gathered online And pastors, me included, often check numbers. Mm-hmm. But did we know names? Wow. Okay. Going forward, we've got to reassess all of that. That's good. Reassess all of that.
2: Yeah.
1: And we've got to ask the question. Why did God allow the church to be closed? <laughs> this is his body. His. Yeah. Why did he allow it to be closed? Wow. It, It must have been for some major reason. Yeah. And... It must be for a future for which we are so important, but we must be prepared for in a different way than we were. Wow. We weren't prepared for the future that's coming. Yeah. This transition is helping to prepare us for the future. Some friends of mine said to me, I'll be glad when it's over. I said, you know, part of me says that, but I ain't sure. I don't know if I'll be glad when this is over, because I don't know what's coming. Wow. And when I look at what's going on in our country and in the yeah. world, I'm not sure that the next four years are going to be great. Wow, that, are going to be easy.
0: Yeah, that you, you, you're blowing my mind with the, the thought of the Lord preparing us
1: to be able to go <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not for ready. the future that He's going to need us <laughs> in. We, you know, we we. We aren't built. We weren't built for this, yeah. and so he had to retrain us. We've wow. been in we've been in um, triple A camp. Yeah, yeah. For the last year and a half. Now, not everybody gonna make the team. Yes. Wow. Cause some folk gonna say I'm going back. Like Michael Jordan said, I'm leaving baseball. I'm going back to basketball. Yes. But we're in a new sport now. Wow. Everything's changed. What we our insular inspiration. Um, an edification moment has given way to a larger experience of um, externals wow. and um, salvific encouragement and um, change in the world. Wow. Yeah. The little insular, like what the Busy Bee Club going to wear for the anniversary? <laughs> nobody's asked that for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But they have asked can we use another space to put to put food in to give out to families? That's awesome. Yeah. Can we take on another mission side? That's awesome. Another mission side. Ain't nobody asked what color carnations we're gonna have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That insular. Yeah. Um, week after week family reunion mm-hmm. is giving way to a broader expression okay. of empowerment and encouragement wow. to change the world. Yeah, no,
0: that's good. That's, that's great, that's great. So my, my last question before I ask you about some books and resources is, what are one or two pivots that you all made since reopening, um, just to give hindsight to some who, again, don't have um, the number of members who are here, but to say, oh, well, if they're dealing with that, then we do, you know, it, it's OK. Or for those of us who haven't gone in just yet, um, as a way to peer in to some pivots that we may
1: need to make. We were going to open a lot of stuff. OK. Because we closed everything. Yes. I mean, you, you hear the the hum of the building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all the building is heard in the last 18 months <laughs> is his own music um, we don't have groups classes funerals anything we didn't have any of that going on Yes, we thought about how we could open some of those things up and whatever we had to pivot okay. midair we had, and see ministry pivot through COVID is not just a pivot it's pivot in midair that's good you preach that Oh yeah, it's pivot. I'm, I'm a link. If we can find it, I'm a link that. because I, oh, yeah. I remember it. I, it's I pivoting it. in yeah. midair and not being afraid to do it. Now yes. you can't be concerned on how you're gonna land. Yes, you just gotta make the pivot. Yes, because if you keep going in that direction, you're slamming a wall. Wow, That's you good. gotta pivot in midair and make what what has to work. Yes. by doing it a different way.
2: That's good.
1: Um, we didn't open. We don't do funerals. Mm-hmm. We don't do Bible classes. We don't do. We do Sunday morning worship. That's when we gather together. Wow! Every other time we gather in another way, yeah, and we explain it that way. That's good. We don't gather together except on Sunday morning to worship together. Okay. But we are together in every other phase. That's every good. other. That was a major pivot. I'm sure. Um, we went from the staff coming back to uh, arrangement of el- to add, to immediately asking the question why. Okay. Can't they do this work from home? They did it for 18 months. That's good. It means we have to perfect how we communicate um, in this space yeah. and do it better. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it can't be done. Yeah. Because, again, we're thinking safety issues yeah. and the like. An- another big pivot was from church as was. To church as need be. Hmm. Help us. What do you mean? Church being defined as Sunday. Yes. As was, trying to recreate the Sunday experience. I ain't trying to recreate the Sunday <laughs> I may have tried that the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ain't trying to recreate the Sunday experience. I'm not even sure I'm preaching what's on my paper. Really? You know, I write the sermons yeah. I, and, and me and the preachers left because my sermons are like 28 pages. Wow. And they were like, what? How many pages? <laughs> And I remember when <coughs> I spent time writing out my twenty and preaching my twenty-eight. Yeah. Now it's all about did you get it? Wow. Did you get it? Did you get wow. what I'm trying to say? Wow. Do you catch the? Did the passion ignite the kindling in you? That's good. So that the flame can be released in you. That's good. That's good. The words I'm sending, I'm sending with the passion, and the passion is the fire, not the words. That's good. Yeah. The sermon is the sermon that what I'm trying to ignite with is the passion. That's great. That's great. Before COVID, I might have said I was trying to ignite with the sermon. Mm. With the, the substance of the word. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm trying to ignite with the passion um, for it.
2: That's good. Brothers
1: and sisters, this you can't miss. That's you good. gotta get this. That's good. Yeah, and let that cause the burning to take place. Wow, is that what you mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Th- those are those are, those, are, those are three
0: awesome um, pivots. And I- I'm gonna list those specifically uh, in, in in the show notes as well. La- last question, Bishop. You've been you've been great. I don't want to take. I know you got stuff to do. Uh, I, I want to ask you about books and resources. I know you have a new book out or a book that was out uh, more recently. I'll I'll link that in the show notes. But as as leaders, um, I know that uh, sometimes we are exposed through what we're able to see, um, but also through what we're able to read. Um, And I know
1: you as a reader. And so I'm never going to sit down with you in any space and not ask you what you're reading. My book is entitled "Holding On by a Thread." When I wrote it, I had no idea what we were going to go through, yes. and that people would be holding on by a thread, right. and that one of the, one of the chief things they'd have to learn is how to slow down. No, that's good. You know, most of us rev the engines in this. Yeah. But when you're traveling at warp speed, you can't you can't get it. You 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 can't be upset that you have a warp life. Hmm. 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 You know, every now and then you got to, and you can't be upset that the folk traveling with you become warped. Oh, that's good. You gotta drop out of warp speed and get an impulse sometime. Yeah. Because this was uncharted territory. Yes. No computer program told you what asteroids were right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Traveling at warp speed, you're about gonna kill yourself. Wow. So drop mm. down. So that was my book, Trav- yes. um, Holding On by a Thread. Books by um, Walter Bruggemann. Yes. I would virus. Um, he he has one on the virus now, and um, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Um, his books are, are critical. Todd Bolsinger. Yeah, his books are critical in this period. Yeah, um, Leonard Sweet. Okay, Frank Viola. Yeah, anything by them yeah. is, is really. Good. I've read those. People like even um, theologian N. T. Wright. Okay, um, Doctor N. T. Wright books. That will take a different slant in certain areas, okay. but they're worth reading. Yes. All of that has guided me. And then stuff that has nothing to do with, with like um, General Stanley McChrystal's books. Okay, okay. Those, would, those are invaluable for any preacher. Okay. Trying to chart his way th- or her way through this. Okay, no, that's good. Stanley McChrystal, he has one book on teams and one on risk. Yeah. They're okay. worth reading. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to link uh,
0: the, these authors and their suite of books. I'm to link, link Bishop's book. Um, but Bishop, I thank you. Uh, for being a part of the Pivot, man. I thank you for being a part of it on the second time. Uh, I'm going to link the first time there too, but thanks again. uh, Praying for new psalmists, awesome church, awesome leader. uh, Super excited about the work you're doing in in Baltimore, but more than that, across the country and across the world. Um, Thank you all for getting on Ministry Pivot. Uh, Don't forget to like, to comment, to share, to subscribe. Uh, Don't forget to comment. Uh, Commenting is really important uh, in the the podcasting space if I'm learning and I'm pivoting, uh, because when you comment, uh, it also raises is the the, the level of of, of the podcast across podcasts. Uh, So looking forward uh, to you being a part of the next Ministry Pivot. And don't forget that this is your season of opportunity. God bless.